0: Hey there zookeepers, hope your week has been great, and always I thank you so much for giving me some of your very precious time and attention. I know you have so many choices in the podcast and YouTube world, and if you guys don't remember, the Fiendster Zoo is on YouTube as well, check that out. This season of the zoo, of course, is being brought to you by the guys over at BetterHelp Online Therapy. Um, I know you've heard it from me a million times, but it is 100% online, super affordable, and they let you talk to them via text or video chat or email or whatever, whatever you want, they have an option for it. And of course, if you're not vibing with your therapist, change at any time, no additional charge. Link is in the description down below, but by all means, check them out. That's really all the housekeeping I have, so enough of the boring stuff. And for pretty much the remainder of the season, we are joined by the spectacular Shalane, mother of the zoo. Babe, say what's up. What's up, guys? <laughs> and as you guys can guess, uh, we're going to dive into a super fun subject today as per the title. It's too much stuff. Um, thank you, Stan and Jan Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of fitting because today we just overhauled like 80% of our house. Um, I know some of you have commented on the Instagram posts and everything. Our house is still in shambles, so we're just going with the flow and purging stuff <laughs> as we go along. Um,
1: we're embracing the shambles.
0: <laughs> we have to. Like I keep saying, like all we've got left right at this point is humor, so we just gotta lay into it. Yep, 100%. Uh, before we go too far, I do want to start off with... Um, a verse from the book of Luke, just to kind of set the tone for what I want to talk about here. So it's Luke twelve fifteen. It says, um, Jesus said, Beware and guard yourself against every kind of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Or uh, that's from the NIV. I also liked it from the uh, New Living Translation. It says, Life is not measured by how much you own. Before we dive in, opening thoughts. Hear, here. here. <laughs> Some of you have been to our house. Most of you haven't. You know that we have like 900 square feet being generous. Yeah. So out of necessity, our life isn't really governed by stuff. But it is just kind of who we are too.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Like, neither of us have really been... Driven to buy the biggest, best, and shiniest thing ever.
1: No, we actually prefer to restore things or to like buy used and make it our own.
0: Yeah, it's something that actually I have later in my notes oh, sorry. here. Jump but no, ahead. it's okay. It's like if you've been to our house, you know that we have either built or repurposed ninety-nine percent of our possessions, except for like appliances. <laughs> Because I'm not well, we that rent. I'm not that good at building stuff.
1: <laughs> um, almost ten years ago, we bought our washing washer and dryer. Yeah. Oh, but they were restored; like they were. That's right. They were from repurposed.
0: They they were, was it the restore? Is that what we bought them from? Is anyway, they're second hand, way. Yeah. Right? So they still weren't new stuff. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's just kind of who we are. Not to say that we don't like big, cool, shiny things. Who's it not a sucker for that? Yeah, but anyway, I digress. Um, my first point was that this is kind of what we were just talking about. Like, this is just as much for me as I want to share it with you guys. Unfortunately, we do live in a Western consumerist society, and I do battle with this stuff all the time. Like, I I do like shiny things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like. I think part of the problem is that our culture, we've kind of just been programmed that I want the new shiny thing every day, the new iPhone every September, the new car every year, the new style with every season. We're, we're in part conditioned, if not full on brainwashed with over 5,000 advertisements we see every day. And that sounds like an exaggeration, but that's actually a lowball from the study done in 2014. It's the newest one I could find.
1: Which means it's probably even worse. <laughs> right.
0: So the, the, the study said that we, on estimate, see 5,000 advertisements every day, whether we cognitively recognize it or not is different, but that's just being buried into our subconscious. Like I said, 2014. So you know it's worse now because we're on our phones and stuff way more.
1: That's crazy.
0: But this is also um, ingrained into our into our society by this thing called planned obsolescence. So companies are actually programming into their technologies, like for phones, they're designed to fail after a year and a half. Yep. For cars, they're designed to fail after four to five years, depending on the company. For clothes, they're meant to fail after six months of use. That's
1: ridiculous. Right?
0: I mean, I still have some shorts from high school, but like...
1: (laughs) I can actually vouch for this,
0: guys. (laughs) But that's like, I graduated 2009, so it was a different time. But this is just part of culture now. this planned obsolescence combined with our social media and spyware to give us targeted advertising it's no wonder that we're losing this battle we are being constantly manipulated Mm -hmm. do you want to know another off-putting statistic uh oh tell me the average home in North America has over 300,000 items in it this is the average not a wealthy home the average home
1: holy man
0: <laughs> see we accumulate things almost by accident see okay n- yeah okay a new hoodie a new pair of shoes us n- hats whatever new toys <laughs> the blanket or pillow the new throw it's like these things that we get just one at a time because we walk through home sense and go oh that's cute yep and then soon we have literal collections that we never intended on having.
1: Mhm.
0: Like f- for me, I mean besides our shoes, books and hats, my shoes, books and hats, <laughs> if for me it's it's hoodies and t-shirts. I have so many for no reason. I wear like five. <laughs> and even that's being generous. Yep. But I have a shelf full of t-shirts. Now, 60% of them are all the exact same t-shirt now because I've been purposefully changing this. Just like the plain white tees. It's simple. It goes with everything. But it's like... Th- these collections just sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my main point. Okay, for all our stuff and all our things are we any happier or are we any more fulfilled? No. No. And there's actually tons of research to back this up. Since the 1960s, actually, what was the study? I have it cited here a little later. Anyway, um, studies show that 1950 to 1952, depending on what the study is that you look at, the objective well-being, or happiness, or quality of life has been declining since then. So from the 1950s, this was the peak North American happiness. Since then, it's been going down and down. And it's kind of funny, I know correlation does not mean causation, but since the 1950s, the exact same time frame, house sizes have been getting bigger, family sizes have been getting smaller and accumulation has been rampant. The rate of consumption of goods has gone up 3000%. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Like I knew it was bad, but that's crazy.
0: So like the happiest North America has ever been.
1: was in the fifties. It
0: was almost a hundred years ago at this point. Now, 100 years is a stretch. I know. Math. Whatever. But like... Rounding. Yeah. Rounding. Like, how messed up is that?
1: That's crazy.
0: Now, there's more to that statistic than just consumption of goods. But clearly, it doesn't make us happier. There's this guy. His name is Robert C. Roberts. And I enjoyed reading that because it was fun. Um, He said that upward mobility often ends in Satisfa- often ends not in satisfaction and peace but in exhaustion, disappointment and emptiness. Hmm. Do you want to know when he said that? 1930. Wow you want something a bit sooner? Here's one from the notorious BIG okay Now he was t- talking directly on financial standings but he said more money, more problems. <laughs>
1: so true
0: here's uh richard foster okay now he's a um religious philosopher okay he said consumption is a rival religious philosophy about what constitutes blessedness i like that yeah and last quote for a little bit but there's so much on this stuff okay um quoted Rockefeller on this podcast so many times but it's so perfect um, Rockefeller asked when um, he was doing an interview he was asked how much money is enough money and he answered just a little more hmm. okay. Rockefeller oil tycoon was the wealthiest man in the world forever okay. and he, his answer was just a little more It was documented that he was one of the most depressed men on Earth.
1: But it's just like, it's like anything, right? You get into that cycle of, well, you know, if you just had just this little bit more, if you just had that one more thing, if you just had, right? Like, it's true, but then that doesn't, there's always something else or something more. Always. Or something newer or something shine. Like, there's always.
0: I mean, we were talking about it today Mm -hmm. at lunch. Yep. Okay. Um, I drive a lot for my work. I put on, what, between 1,000 and 1,400 kilometers a week, depending on the week.
1: I don't know. I don't do the math.
0: I have to do the math, but I spend a lot of time in my car. Yeah. I have a 2004 Mazda. We bought it four months months ago, five months ago.
1: We bought it in March. Six months
0: ago. Okay. So I bought it a while back, but it's still relatively new, within a year. Yeah.
1: Well, to us.
0: New to us within a Mm -hmm. year. But I'm sitting here at lunch today going, I would really like something bigger, taller, newer, shinier, whatever. But there's always something newer, bigger, shinier, taller, what, whatever. Like there's always something new. Living like this, it, it means that contentment will always be out of grasp. It will always remain just slightly unattainable. Yeah. And it, like I said five minutes ago, it's just, you can't always have the biggest, shiniest thing. You can't be content living for just a little more.
1: You won't ever be.
0: Now, it's the same with our time. Hey, okay? All of us, for the most part, wish that we had... Just a bit more time, a few more hours in our day or days in the week. Because there's always just something else we want to do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, if we were given somehow magically 10 hours more a day, do you know what most of us would do with it?
1: Read. Say read. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) It would give us or give you and I the time to read a little bit more. Maybe I could put some more time into learning guitar, write some more for the podcast.
1: But for the most part, you're going to say we're going to waste
0: it. Yeah, because all of us already have so much wasted time in our day that if we had 10 hours more, we We would do the same stuff with it. Now, for the few of us who are truly driven and determined, and whoever you are, I applaud you. At the end of my work day I don't have much more to give to my day (laughs) yeah but even for you those people you might fill it with really good things but it's going to cause that much more burnout
1: you would fill it really well at first I think and then
0: six weeks a month a a couple months into it it's just going to be the same old song and dance
1: And we're going to wish that we had just a little bit more time because we didn't get the things done that we wanted to get done. (laughs) Right? Our lists
0: would get longer. Our to-dos would, even if we filled it with good things all the time, it wouldn't solve our problem because we'd get to that end of that extra 10 hours (laughs) going, man, I wish I had just a little more time to do this little more that's on my list. Yeah. And we're going to be in the same problem. Anyway, now that we've clearly set out the problem before us, what can we do to help? Is there a solution? Is there a counter to the deceitfulness of wealth? Luckily, yes. Leading questions. It's delightful. Biblically, from scripture, from Jesus' life, there's a practice called simplicity. Think back to that Luke 12 verse. There's many layers to it, but on its surface. One, stop being greedy. Two, take notice of the things you have and take notice of the things that you don't and focus on what's going to make you happy and fulfilled. Now, please hear me when I'm saying this. I'm not saying that things are evil or even that you should give everything away and be homeless What I am saying is that you will never be fulfilled by having more things. You simply can't buy your way to happiness and fulfillment. It doesn't work. Sure, you can get some new things, and temporarily you'll be happy, but more likely it's just distracted. But there's always something new and shiny, or whatever, Simplicity is the act of intentionally changing your mindset into wanting less. John Mark Comer in his teaching on 1 Timothy 6, um, he said that there are two teachings of the way, which is the teachings of Jesus, that fall under the rubric of simplicity. One is limit how much you own, and two is to practice generosity with that which you have. Okay. I hope we could explore this for the rest of the show today because I think that's just such a good rubric. So for the first point, to limit how much we own. Okay. Setting a limit on our belongings, stuff like the number of outfits we have, the number of shoes we own, accessories, whatever. Also setting limits on the number of screens in your house because this goes back to how many advertisements we see daily. Do we need that new phone every year? How about that new car every year? Any chance you've looked at the new home decor at HomeSense? (laughs) Yeah, we have. It's adorable. I get it. But I'm not saying don't buy anything at any time. All I'm saying is to consider all the angles before making these purchases. Is there something you really need? consider used or second hand. We talked about this earlier now. <laughs> okay, try walking away from this new thing. If at first it haunts you, go back and look at it again, reconsider. But if you walk away and it doesn't cross your mind once you've taken 10 steps from it, you clearly didn't need it. Exactly. Okay. The other is, you know, for bigger things like tools or like one-time-use things, maybe your neighbor owns it.
1: Are you mumping tools in with one-time-use things?
0: Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, you know, maybe it's not realistic for you and your neighbor to share a lawnmower, but, I mean, for our house, we have six square feet, maybe, of grass, but we live in a townhouse and that gets mowed by someone else but like that kind of stuff is what I'm talking about if there's you know that hedge trimmer you use once a year maybe it's worth you and a buddy going in on it you know you can save money you can save space in your storage there's just a number of ways that you can limit that which you intake to live more simply any thoughts on that? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> no, I agree with that.
0: All right. And for the second point, to practice generosity. Now that you've set limits on what you own and what you spend, this should create margin in your finances. I know financial set- settings are different for everybody, but generally, broad stroke speaking, if you live within your means and you've cut back a bit you should have that little extra margin Mm -hmm. Okay, this will allow you to bless others when the needs arise now I'm not saying go and throw money around like a rock star we need to steward our finances well but when someone in community needs help you have the opportunity to step up if you take that little bit of margin month to month you tuck it away it's there, and it grows quickly if you're paying this proper attention. Yes. Okay. So when someone comes up and says, hey, my washing machine blew, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not saying you can go drop, like, what are they, five grand now for a washing machine? I don't know. It's been ten years <laughs> since <far>. <laughs> <laughs> uh But, you know, you could help them with it. Maybe give them a head start, give them something to go towards it even one it's going to strengthen your community two I mean it it's more blessed to give than receive mm-hmm. right like these things there's a positive toll on your life when you can live generously but this generosity it doesn't end with money Okay, we can be generous with our time and our homes as well okay? invite people into our homes feed them let them enjoy our blessings as well right like this is actually part of a future podcast but this this air of hospitality in our homes like living generously from the spaces which of which we dwell it's huge it, it's huge yeah right? it's it's something we've talked about a lot, and we have a very open door policy in our home. But, like metaphorically, our house is our door is always open, our house is always unlocked. Like, it's ready for people to come in and enjoy the food at our table and enjoy our time and company. Like, we're pretty well always down for a cup of coffee. <laughs> yep,
1: exactly. Right, exactly.
0: But that this basis of margin in our lives it it can become incredibly freeing okay? not just financially not just stuff, not just time but like just in general to live generously to, to be open for people to call you in their time of need. It's never a burden when you have this mindset. Exactly. Now we've talked about it on this podcast before but it's like almost all the best stories in the gospels like they're jesus being interrupted
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: know like roman soldier coming and being like hey come help my daughter he's like all right cool we got this like let's go <laughs> yep there's more to that story but in general yeah that, like, that's how it went like
1: We have to be ready to go with the flow. Yeah, because we never know when something's going to come knocking, both physically or metaphorically. Right.
0: <laughs> that's basically what I've got for the podcast. Do you have any broad thoughts, closing thoughts, anything that's come to mind here?
1: No, just that like I feel this is something that we've been striving for this for a long time. So I can it's see a, why it's a
0: long time coming
1: but it's like we've been trying to really practice this lately yeah on all scales
0: yeah and like i've I've titled this podcast the slavery to stuff for obvious reasons but like i do believe that if you leave yourself unchecked on it it really does become a master of your life
1: oh yeah even of you know, collecting of things. Like, not saying that collecting of things is bad. No. But you could very easily just, that's your mindset, right? Well, I have to have it because it's the newest of whatever you're collecting. Or, I've got
0: the first nine. I need the other four, right? Like, Right. It, Like I said, it it's not that things are evil and we need to live homeless with nothing because we've given everything away.
1: No, but if we buy someone something and say, hey... I know exactly where this is going to go and the purpose. That's just a better way to have. That's a better mindset to have Yeah, it's
0: considering all the angles before you make that purchase. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whereas I just went through our children's dress-up closet today (laughs) and said, do we need seven skirts that are all the same style in different colors? How many can you wear at one time? How many can be worn at one time with people in this household?
0: Did the girls go and put all four of them on? No, they
1: didn't even think about that. They said, maybe four if we have friends over. I said, okay, then you can keep four.
0: Right. (laughs) But it's so good to instill that, I mean, our girls are eight and six, like to have that mindset trained and to prepare them for this air of consumerism and this air of like one-time use disposability mm-hmm. like it's just to train them against that now I think is going to save them a lot of headache and heartache down the road
1: yeah, I completely agree right and if you can buy it used or you know thrifting or you know stuff like that like
0: I saw a fantastic reel today
1: of course you did right
0: it's because I spend too much time on my phone speaking of margin um, but this guy he's like you're poor, but you suck at being poor. Okay? <laughs> if you want nice stuff and you're poor, you have to learn to build it or fix it.
1: But it's true. It's so <laughs> true.
0: He's like, you want nice stuff? You learn to fix it. You're not going to know how to do it at first. No one knows how to fix stuff without fixing stuff. You just have to do it. You're going to suck at it at first, but you got to do it. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> like It like hit me right in the feels. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs>
1: But that's what we've been doing, right? You know, when we practically sold everything and moved out here and had to rebuild again. Yeah, we we kept
0: our keepsakes and we got rid of everything else. You
1: start with something and then you upgrade it and then you upgrade it. And then you, we played big, we played bigger and better with our
0: kitchen table. (laughs) We started with a Fisher Price one. We didn't even have
1: a table for the first like year.
0: And then we got the card table after the Fisher Price one, Mm -hmm. which we still have that card table. Yep. Um, Then we got, did we get this one after that? No, no, no. No, Then we we had had the
1: round one that we chalkboard painted. That's
0: right. And then we got this one down the road. And then we only had this one. one for a year, year and a half.
1: Probably closer to two, actually. Yeah. This is your mom's first sandblasting. It was sandblasting. Job That's right. She sandblasted it for us.
0: But yeah, we played. But essentially, played essentially. bigger, better with our kitchen table.
1: <laughs> We've done it with most of our living room furniture. We've done it, like we just all slowly of our, upgrade.
0: Seriously, like all of our stuff. Almost everything in our house is either secondhand or scratch built. Yes. And I love that.
1: Yeah. Our heater fireplace downstairs, I got for free.
0: Because the, the fireplace was fireplace broken didn't it. work itself, and yeah, we fixed it. I fixed it. that, yeah. Like, our couch was free.
1: Yep. Played bigger and better with our furniture for the most part. I don't think we've played more than $100 for any of our furniture. No. We just keep it And like, we've had slowly some up-, up. up. We just slowly upgrade. Yeah. Repurpose it and upgrade and repurpose it. No. Yeah. So, like, it's, I don't know. For us, it's fun, though
0: yeah like it's again it's one we don't we've never had lots of money in our relationship no so we've had to learn as we go to have our nice stuff and then we like it's either repurposed or rebuilt and it's created margin in our life elsewhere because if we were to buy a couch new what were we looking at like four grand for the couch we wanted?
1: I think the corner sectional yeah
0: or free for the one we've got and it wasn't perfect but we you know fix up little things and then it's nice
1: yep and I'd like to get a slip cover for it down sure. the road but at the same time though we are also in a position of our life where we have four or five kids mm-hmm. running and jumping around on the furniture I don't want don't brand new want furniture don't want brand to get new rent. furniture <laughs> You know, all it's going to take is for someone's Powerade to spill on it or for someone to jump on it and it's like...
0: Crack a support brace on it and just be choked.
1: Right? Like, that's just the way things work, it seems. So we are not there yet. We are not new furniture people. Maybe down the road we might be with some things. Yeah, after but... the
0: kids are graduated and, you know, we have a, you know, move into a retirement home or some nonsense, you know. <laughs> it's fully <laughs> furnished. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I like that.
0: Yeah. So I think that's where we'll leave the, the, uh, the podcast today. But thank you again so much for joining us here at the zoo. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. Um, And if you're looking for new shows or tips to start your own podcast, head over to the Podbelly Network. And if you want to support our show directly, go over to buymeacoffee.com for a one-time donation for as much or as little as you want. Everything there goes right back into basically building a better setup so you get better audio quality and I don't have to cry looking at new tech prices. (laughs) But anyway, guys, thank you so much. Um, We love you and God bless.